Welcome back to another Girl Chat in the Wee Suite. Today, I have my cousin joining us. She and I have played together as children. We are two and a half months or so apart, so we learned to walk together. We have also gone to the same daycare and as teenagers sat on our parents' couches planning out our lives. Kristen is a mama of four, a wife, a homeschool teacher to her kiddos, a brand ambassador, and last but certainly not least, she is the owner of Growing Up Godfrey. I'll let her tell you all about that in just a second. I am super excited to have her here today and for her to share her story on juggling all of that she leads in her life. I am most excited because we get a chance to catch up and that's fun for me. So I just want to welcome you, Chris. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this. I know. I'm super excited to have you on scheduling interviews with different friends and things like that. And so I'm super excited that I get to have you on. So our first question for you, just to give us a little bit about your story, your background. Can you just tell us how you created Growing Up uh, Godfrey, what it's all about? And I mean, you don't even have to just really sit there. You can tell us just about your journey if you want to. So um, what a journey. <laughs> but growing up, God was birth, really, um, it was really my husband. He encouraged me um, to start this blog. Um, well, you know, I was a single mom for eight years before we got married. And so I was just like a college student and working and trying to finish school and learning how to be a mother all at the same time. And there were so many blogs that I linked that had a question or needed to know something because all my friends were young and they didn't have kids. So my peer group, nobody was a mom. It was just me. So um, I relied heavily on blogs when I had a question. I would just go Google it, read a blog and hear another mom's perspective. And so mm-hmm. um, when I had my second child, um, my mom has not decided that that would be best for our family. And so he encouraged me like, well, now you have time, you know, you've always loved other people's blogs. I think you have a lot to say um, that can encourage somebody else. And so I did, I fiddled and sat on that idea for about two years and then our third baby. And I just became a homeschool mom around the same time. And um, so mom and then homeschool mom. And I finally decided to take the plunge and start growing up Godfrey. And it has been such a blessing for our family um, I thought it was just going to be an outlet for me to get out my thoughts and my, you know, my feelings and maybe mm-hmm. help another mom or two. But it's become so much bigger than what I imagined. I've worked with brands that I only could imagine working with in the last three years. And um, it's been a source of income, which is something that I didn't know, you know, was possible as a stay at home mom. So really, that's what it was. And so my motto for growing up, Godfrey, is that I help other busy moms learn to live, love, and teach their children with joy. And so mm-hmm. everything that I do, every brand deal that I take is all surrounded by that concept that as moms, we're busy, but we also can nurture our families and um, love on our children and give them the best of us, even though we have our own dreams as well. So that's been what it, um, you know, what, how growing up Godfrey was birthed and, I don't know. It's just been such a blessing to my family. I sit sometimes and I just thank God because, you know, like I said, I sat on the idea for so many years and I'm sure, you know, it was in his perfect timing, um, but I almost didn't start. And so I'm just grateful that I did. Oh, oh 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have a couple of, you know, questions for you. Um, there's so much that you said that I really want to touch on. Um, uh, you said that you almost didn't start. Um, tell me why. Tell us why you didn't almost start. And I know I'm asking that because there's so many women, myself included, that there's so many things we want to do. But I know for me, you kind of talk yourself out of it. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey for you? Oh, yeah, I have 100 percent was talking myself out of it. And it wasn't there were a number of reasons. I know um, that myself and a lot of women deal with imposter syndrome. So I did. Yeah. I dealt with imposter syndrome. It was like, what do I have to offer? What, you know, what do yeah. I really have to tell anybody? Like, my life's not perfect. Like, my house isn't always super clean. Like, who am I to get tips? So I did. I let that stop me for so many, for so many years. And then I also, the excuse of not having time. And I think that that's a big thing. Um you know, I always want to make sure that I'm in the will of God. And so, like, mm-hmm. I feel like there have been seasons in my life where running a blog like this would have been pro- wouldn't have been good for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that was part of it, too. Like, I was still with the imposter syndrome. And then I also just didn't know where I was going to find the time. And I think sometimes that, that is a valid excuse um, yeah. or valid reason. And so for part of that time, I didn't have the capacity to add that on. But once I did, it was like a nudge from God. Like, you don't have the excuse anymore. You have the time. You have the capacity. Don't let imposter syndrome keep you from doing what you know you're called to do. So I think more than anything, imposter syndrome was a big one. And to be honest, imposter syndrome still sneaks up on me, even when I'm doing things that are, like, like good. Like, when things yeah. are going good in my business and, like, the brand deals are rolling in and like the trips are rolling in. I still feel it sometimes. Like, is this yeah. even what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, who am I to say this? So girl, um, talk about girl. it. Talk about it. You know, I mean, it's a daily uphill battle. Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, we do aim and strive for perfection. Yes. And so that perfectionist attitude can certainly cause you to stop putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, it's us defeating us. And yeah, things like social media can can inhibit that for sure. Or yeah. talking to other friends who are doing certain things or family members or whoever, just other people can have influence that can cause you to kind of talk yourself out of something based right. on what you see happening with other people um, or just where other people are in their journey. But ultimately, a lot of times, too, we're just really hard on ourselves and, you know, you spoke, you spoke about uh, time being very valid. And I do think that that balance has to be there or as much of it as you can attain to devote yourself to your project and to, to what you love to do. But I, I agree with you too, that God gives us that provision a little bit. He, he puts it on our hearts to move forward and he creates that support system. And as much as the We Suite is all about women being able to come and, and find their support system, you know, I mean, it comes from so many different areas. It's not just other women, like your own spouse encouraged you and pushed you. Um, So I want to talk about that too in in just a moment about just like being, you know, not just mommy and not just, you know, owning, growing up Godfrey, but also being a wife. But before I do, uh, I wanted to also touch on, you said that, you needed that you created growing up Godfrey because it gave you that source of support that you didn't have um, earlier on as a mom. And I wanted to stop there because, you know, 
even what I'm doing now is to give women that source of support to empower them to keep pushing through whatever it is that they're working on. Because without it, that self-talk can really, you know, stunt our growth and keep us from doing our God, you know, given purpose in life and what we were meant to do, where we were meant to thrive. So I'm so happy that you shared that. And we'll talk about some tips that you might have in just a moment for people who want to shift to staying at home. So let's talk about being a wife. Um, tell us, you know, how that transition has been, you know, from being a mom of one into becoming a wife and being a mom of four. What is that? How does that look different? Oh, it definitely was a transition. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's interesting because Philip and I met in college. And so even though I was already a mom when we met, we still did so much growing up together. So I do think that that did help ease some of the transition because by the time we got married, we'd already been together for four years and um, so much of our lives are already kind of intertwined. So um, that helped the transition, but it is it's stretching. Like it was, I would say it was stretching for me. Mm, um, I like that. When we got married because we got married. Um, I just started a new job. He just started a new job. He started school um, right after we got married. Uh, Sabrina started a new school right after we got married. I found out I was pregnant right after we got married. It was just like a <laughs> six months of like constant change. And so um, it definitely, like I said, it was stretching. And so now seven years in, we were feeling our footing, starting to get more steady. And so um, I think the biggest yeah. thing was just finding my groove and like figuring out how to juggle all the hats because um, you know, sometimes your marriage kind of takes the brunt of some of the stress. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's your job that takes kind of the brunt of some of your stretch, some yeah. of um, the stretching. And then sometimes your kids, um, as much as we, most people don't like to say that, sometimes, you know, when seasons are busy, you're not giving all the attention that you'd like to your children. Like, whether that be, you know, like, you know, going to eat lunch with them at school all the time or being at every single game and every single practice. Like there are seasons where something, those things ebb and flow. So um, I think yeah. that's the biggest thing with marriage. And um, one thing that we talk about all the time, like one of our mottos is that we're on the same team. Yeah. And so everything that we do is surrounded by that. Even our arguments, even when we start to disagree, one of us usually will stop and be like, okay, yep, frustrated, but we're on the same team. So yeah. everything that we do comes from a place of, of knowing that we're on the same team and that we're ultimately pushing towards the same purpose. So if that means that, you know, quote unquote, my night to cook and I can't, Philip's my teammate and he steps up to the plate or vice versa. Like we've had to learn how to really be teammates and partners in this. Um, and when I became a stay at home mom, it was even more evident because I had all these lofty goals. I was like, I'm going to cook dinner every night. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I f- realized quickly that, you cannot do it all. That doesn't change no matter what your occupation is. You cannot do everything yourself. You yeah. have to learn how to ask for help. And so that's the biggest thing. I think that our marriage is truly a partnership and a friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's helped us weather some tough times and like always stay close. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely yeah. it's still sometimes it's a transition. I'll look up and I'm like, when was the last time we went on a date night? Way too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
it's seasons and then ultimately knowing that that person is here for you no matter what. So that's, that's what we have. And it's, it's special. So, and I know that I, I see other people's marriages, yeah. you know, you can't judge. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but I know that what we have is something special. So I'm grateful. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I love you. I feel it to death. I do really love that you talked about, you know, being on the same team and that that's kind of your, your mantra, you know, through the good days and even the harder days. And I think, you know, even though, you know, myself, I'm not married right now. Um, but just watching, you know, my parents be married for about 30 years or so. Um, honestly, I think that's the one thing that people take a vow to um, be one, but actually living as one is a totally different thing, you know, making your decisions, considering the other, uh, supporting the other, you know, everything you do is in mind of the other. And I think that sometimes it can be tough, especially in different seasons of your life, different seasons of your relationship. So I really hope the ladies got that, you know, we are a team and each is on to every different unique marriage and relationship for sure. But definitely you, you, uh, utilize the strength of the partnership. Uh, So I really love that. Um, So we will kind of piggyback to, you know, staying at home. You were talking about, you know, you can't do it all. So what tips would you share with those making the choice to kind of shift to being a stay at home mom and still, you know, finding the balance that they need? Okay. Well, I will, (laughs) one of the things that I found, um, and you mentioned that before is like, um, with social media, it's tough because you're seeing these perfect lives and you're looking at your own life and you're like, why am I not enough? Um, so one of the things I always tell people is being a stay-at-home mom doesn't have to look like anything specific for you. You have to sit down and figure out your priorities and, um, and go from there. So um, one of the things I wish I'd done as a stay-at-home mom when I first started is giving myself some type of structure and schedule. And still to this day, I would say that if I have one struggle in business and in just life, it's structure because I'm not a naturally like super organized, super structured person. I know that you are, (laughs) but I'm not, that's not my nature. And so sometimes I'll still feel myself like, Oh, I got nothing done today. Well, what did you do? A lot of nothing, you know? (laughs) So if I had to give one tip to a new stay at home mom would be to find your schedule not necessarily you know Sally Sue's schedule that's perfect on Instagram but find what works for you that allows you to get the things that you need to do on a daily basis done um so first you know find structure create structure especially if that's not your wheelhouse to make sure that you have some kind of structure um and then probably my second one would be to realize that you can't do everything I know I talked about that before but I'm I'm really I really see people work themselves down into the mud and it's not good for anybody in their family. Like your kids aren't better because you worked yourself, you know, like a workhorse and neither is your husband Mm -hmm. and neither is your life. So I always say like, um, one thing that I do now, and I used to do it early on and honestly it was Philip like forcing it on me is that I don't cook every day. Mm -hmm. Um, we usually have like one night a week where we go grab pizza or something. And so it doesn't have to be anything expensive. We go to, Little Caesars, and we buy the most. Um, we don't buy the cheapest pizza, we buy the, the next step up, so it's uh-huh. a little special. So, for $15, like we just fed our whole family, and somebody's got leftovers for lunch tomorrow, but I didn't have to cook it. 
So I think that's big, like figuring out that you don't have to do everything and outsourcing whatever you can. Like I said, if that's one night a week, your family gets takeout or sandwiches. Your family can eat sandwiches and cereal for one meal and they will be okay. Or get mm-hmm. your husband to help you. You know, whatever it is, just realizing like, okay, yes, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I like to call it, this. I'm the CEO of our home. And if you ever met a CEO, they do not do everything. CEOs delegate tons of tasks to everyone else. And so, um, yeah, create, you become the CEO of your home and you create those teams and those tasks for everybody in your family. And it's going to make your job and your life so much easier. So yeah, structure oh. and delegation. Are oh girl. <laughs> I love Put those it. two together. And you're good. <laughs> Oh, man, you're going to have these ladies that listen to this saying, I'm the CEO. <laughs> Absolutely. You are the CEO yes. of your home. Absolutely. And that's if you work or stay at home. Both mm-hmm. the, In both instances, you, the mom, the wife is typically the CEO of the home. And, you know, I, and, and of course, you know, we value headship and I know you do. Um, I, I know, you know, your belief in all of that. So uh, definitely not taking away from that. Right. You know, Absolutely. but <laughs> but but we have to be honest, though, because, you know, um, woman wears a lot of hats, you know, yeah. um, inside the home, outside the home, all these different things, you know, juggling. It can be it can be tough. So I really like that structure and delegate um, and know your limits. You know, you said don't work yourself like a horse so definitely know your limits and um I mean I'll I'll even chime into this a little bit and and because I really liked what you talked about um working as a team but you know value your partnership too and just making sure that um you say when when you need to say when like if you're tired you know um but um Moving our little conversation along, because I know I could talk about this stuff all day. (laughs) This brings me back to, you know, many, many years ago when we would sit down and just talk about life. And it's all still the same. We are in very much different places now, but it's all the same love, the same excitement, the same deep talks as ever. Uh, And it doesn't change for me. So I'm I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm trying to make sure I stay on track, though, here, uh, because I get lost all in the details, you know. I love um, the details. Let's go. And we Great. get lost, you know, we get lost in the details. And you know, you said you made a joke about me being super organized. And honestly, it's to a fault. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was like this year, every year I give my myself words, um, every year, and it was better and balanced for this year. And uh honestly, I wanted to just make sure that I was living yeah a little bit better and a little bit more balanced and being a little too structured sometimes keeps you from living that way um and piling on too much stuff on your to-do list just to feel a sense of accomplishment just to feel like I did something and unfortunately that takes away from me just enjoying my day-to-day so you know I think pros and cons to it all I think you know having the ability to be open to whatever's going to happen um but then having a little bit of a checklist so you right you know so so you get something done right absolutely (laughs) yeah so okay uh the next thing I wanted to ask you um and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'll, I'll circle back just a little bit. What do you feel for you? And I know it might be different for every woman is important for you to find balance and take time for yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I've been thinking a lot about this lately because I'm at a point where, you know, 
like I had just a couple years ago, like I had all babies. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even my oldest, she's thirteen now. But five years ago, she was eight. You know, that's that's a baby. Yeah. And so we're entering a season where, you know, all of them are like a little bit older. My youngest is two. She's still a baby for sure. Um, but I'm entering a season where like everybody has a schedule. And so yeah. for me, it's been learning how to find me and still nurture them. That's been my mm. journey right now. So like mm-hmm. uh, I have my 13-year-old, I have a 13-year-old, a 5-year-old, a 3-year-old, and a 2-year-old. Everybody has activities. All the three mm. little ones have swim lessons. One's in dance. One plays soccer. One plays baseball. And then my oldest is in soccer. So like I'm, even though I'm a homeschool mom, my oldest now, she's in public school. Um, for the first time since she was eight. And so um, she's in public school now. So we're running back and forth to practices and all day long, there's things to do. And then I still have my job that I love. And so I've been learning to find the balance in that and learn how to carve out time for me. Mm-hmm. And one big thing that I do, and I always share this with women, not just moms, but I think everybody could, could benefit from this. And I'm really leaning into it myself. It's just finding those times for you And I know I mentioned that I'm not like a huge um, me time advocate. And I say that because, you know, some moms, some women don't have the capacity to have me time. It just is what it is. When you have babies and you're up at six in the morning with your baby and then you don't go to bed until 10 at 11 at night or midnight, that doesn't always leave a lot of time for me time. And so I, I don't particularly advocate for it because I know that for some women, it's not feasible right now because I've been in seasons where I didn't get a lot of free time and I understand that. So I want to honor the women who are in that place. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if you have the capacity to get away to just do something for you, I always recommend it. Um, and one thing that I've started to incorporate into my life is just 24 hours away. That's what we call it. Mm-hmm. And um, we even do this in our marriage where we will drop the kids off with a grandparent at 6 p.m., um, on a Friday, we're just now starting this on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And then we'll pick them up at 6 p.m. on a Saturday. So literally 24 hours. And we both can get anything we need to do, any family meetings we need to talk about, any errands we need to run together that we can't necessarily run when we have the kids. Um, we usually mm-hmm. try to do a date, you know, one date night or one brunch together and just decompress, maybe sleep in. And then I've also done that on my own. And like, if you've never, I don't know if you've done that, Keith. I think you would love it. Um, but I just will kind of Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll put them in the bed and then I'll go and get takeout from my favorite restaurant and I'll go to a hotel, check mm-hmm. in, spend the night, sleep in the next morning, and then I'm home by noon. Mm-hmm. So it's like 18 hours of just refreshing. Oh, and I come I- home. And I'm so refreshed for the week ahead. And it's like those 18 hours refresh me for two week, two, three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's one way I've been personally carving out me time. And again, like I said, I know that that's not possible for everyone. But if you do have the capacity, I highly recommend it. It just gets you out of your environment. And it forces you to relax. Like, there's mm. no, I don't bring my laptop. So there's no work to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's just yeah. me and maybe a book and my phone and a TV and some good food. And that's been one of my like pockets of joy. 
in this season for sure. I definitely, I definitely need to try, you know, absolutely to stay away. Um, yeah, I and I know what I'm about to say, I'm gonna get it for it later, but <laughs> but I actually have trouble staying in a hotel room by myself, even when I travel for work and I have to stay at a hotel by yes. myself. I struggle and we can, and I, this is honestly giving me ideas for next time when I have you on, I think we might, uh, me, you, and maybe some other ladies might get into love languages, but I am definitely kind of quality time, acts yeah. of service. Uh, and my, my acts of service and quality time almost tie and then physical touches right after that. That being said, um, and growing up in the household that I grew up in, where we were always like watching movies together on yes. the couch together, like we were a very touchy feely family. So staying in a hotel room by myself, I like I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying yes. I will do a day trip though, so right. I have like like taken a whole day trip, got in my car on like a Saturday, and just driven away to go visit a friend or whatever. Um, maybe eat lunch with them, but they're like, just the peace on the road is good right. for me. So, and ironically, I'm okay with peace on the road in my car with my music, but I have yeah. a problem staying in a hotel. <laughs> well, I think that's, so you have fun works for you. Cause I know it is off for me. The first time I stayed in a hotel by myself, you know, like in one of these situations, I think it was a business trip. It was off putting to me almost like I wanted to like barricade a chair in front of the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was just weird. It was like, um, but now I'm used to it. I'm just like. I'm in the hotel. <laughs> you know but I'm mean? gonna but try. I'm gonna challenge myself though because I do think that um, sometimes we de- we need to step outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. So I I'm gonna mark that down as my challenge. I hope that the ladies that are listening will um, find something in what you said to create a challenge for themselves because you have shared so so many good little nuggets for us to use um even just like prepping for dinner you know not cooking every single night um so there's just so many things that you said that I think we all can maybe take that and say "Uh uh-huh yep challenge I'm gonna do that um and then the you know the dropping your kids off with you know your parents and kind of just doing a you and Philip day for 24 hours so lots of lots of good tips um I was going to ask you uh, just before we close out here, if you have maybe one or two resources outside of your own, I'll highlight yours in just a second that you might want to share with like wives or mamas out there. Um, I think one of the places that I've been loving lately, and since I'm primarily on Instagram, that's mostly, you know, where I hang mm-hmm. out and who I follow, but I don't know if you've heard of the page motherly. Oh yeah, um, girl. My, I love motherly. Like <laughs> I follow. I'm not a mama, but I follow. <laughs> it will have me like all in my feelings. Like it's so, so good. And like so many of the posts speak to me. Um, so that's been a good one. And then another one that I've been loving lately is called The Traveling Child. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's no. actually um it's a black woman and she takes her children. They've been to like, I don't know, tens of countries, like 30 countries or something like that. And they're both still in elementary school. And they, um, she's a bl- like full-time blogger now. But she and her husband both have full-time jobs. And they would like find these pockets of time with the girls still in school to take them on these amazing trips. Like Africa. I think they just left um, Jordan. They took, she took the girls to Jordan. One of them's name is Jordan. And so they took her to Jordan for her birthday. And the trip was like, it was just incredible. Um, her name is Monet. But I've been loving the traveling child. Um, it's encouraging me to like push out of my own comfort zones because we've never done an international trip with the kids. And I think it's time 
for us to finally branch out. So yeah, yeah. Right now, I've been loving motherly and the traveling child. They both are okay. Really the traveling child. Mm-hmm. All right, I have to get that one. That yeah. sounds like real a lot of fun. I want to follow that oh, yeah. one. It gives me like all the ideas and all the you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. all the ambitions. So haven't jumped out there just yet, but it's a great source of inspiration. I love seeing another black woman like pushing, stepping out. You know, she's breaking yeah. barriers. It's, yeah, it's incredible to see. It's definitely helpful, too, to see representation of self, uh, just to see, you know, uh, the different things that we're capable of and that we can do. So I will definitely follow. So I'm going to get us all wrapped up here. But before I close this out, where can our listeners follow you for more information? Okay, well, it's super easy. It's growing up, Godfrey. And you can find me at that handle on Facebook on Instagram and then that's also the URL for my blog it's growingupgodfrey.com yes awesome awesome so ladies definitely follow her and check her out Um, I love my dear cousin so much and I'm so happy that she got to step away and do this with me it has been amazing Um, and I want to just highlight a few things that I know she said just to kind of take give us some takeaways Uh, you know finding structure and delegate be that CEO honey and then value your partnership be a team and do that in a way that works for you everybody's marriage is different don't overwork yourself do not do that and stop the self-talk I wrote this one down on my own because this was something that was useful for me especially Um, sometimes that self-talk prevents us from moving forward and you know chasing our dreams so those are the tips that we leave you with and uh, I just have one final closing statement for you guys. Um, for me, that is, I really appreciate you for listening to another great session in the We Sweet. Thank you so much for joining. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. Dakeese L. It's in the podcast bio and see you ladies soon.